Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. And I'm Pastor David Miller, and I'll be your host. And I hope you're having a great day today. I'm really excited about uh, what I feel like God has given us for today. We've been uh, taking a journey through uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and talking about faith and all the things that's associated with it and all the things that's mentioned by faith and through faith. In our very first episode, I mentioned that that those two phrases are mentioned 18 times in this chapter. So I want to... I want to last. Well, last episode we talked to you about Abraham, and uh, what a great story that was. But we want to talk to you this morning about Moses in verse number twenty-three of Hebrews chapter eleven. And the Bible says here in verse twenty-three, Hebrews eleven, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Isn't that powerful? Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood Lest he should, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So these are some uh, powerful words, and this is a great, a great portion of scriptures here. I'm excited about just looking into it myself, and I hope you are. And let's look at this first. We see here today that Moses refused royalty and chose rather to suffer. I mean, in our day, that seems just unbelievable. I guess in his day, it did. And the Bible is so clear about this here in this passage. But I, I want to go back here to Exodus, if I may. And let's let's go back into Exodus chapter number one and uh, see a little bit of history here about Moses and his family. In Hebrews, or excuse me, in Exodus Chapter 1, verse 13. The Egyptians there had made the children of Israel, the Bible said, to serve with rigor. I mean, they were they were slaves, and they were treated as such. So they made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. Verse 14 said that they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. And even with an in brick, the Bible said, and all manner of service 
in the field, all their service, wherein they made them serve, was with rigor. And then uh, the 15th verse says, the king of Egypt has spoke to two of his midwives, and he had called those two midwives aside, and he began to talk with them because he, he was a little bit afraid because uh, God was blessing the children of Israel, and they were growing in numbers, and he didn't want their uh, young boys to grow up to be men. So he called these two midwives over in that 15th verse and said, if you see a Hebrew woman having a child, if it is a son or a boy, he told them to kill it. But if it was a girl, it was okay. They could leave it, let it live, leave it alone, let it live. Well, then in verse 17, the midwives feared God. They didn't do what the king said. They feared God. And they saved those men children alive. So then in verse 22, Pharaoh made it a little bit rougher. And the Bible said he charged all the people to cast every son or every boy into the river. Just throw them in the river and let them die. But if it was a daughter or a girl, they was to let them live. And of course then, uh, which brings us to chapter two of Exodus, and I want to talk to you here about chapter 2. Let's look at this. The Bible said, There went out a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And that woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him an ark of bulrushes, daubed it, with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Boy, God was in every bit of this. I tell you, I'm about to get happy thinking about this. And verse number four said, but her sister stood afar off to see what would be done to him or what's going to happen to the child. And verse number five, the Bible said, daughter or the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river's brink and her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she went or sent rather her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. Boy, I tell you, God was just doing something great, wasn't he? They was gonna kill all the, all the men, children, all the boys. And of course, uh, Moses' parents, not willing to uh, let their child die, put him in a little ark of bulrushes. Pharaoh's maiden finds him. And when they decide to keep the child and let him live, uh, she called for a Hebrew. And don't you know, 
The one they got was Moses' mother. Praise God. And the Bible said the woman took him or the child and nursed him. And the child grew. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. So uh, Pharaoh's uh, daughter named him Moses. And uh, God's blessings was on this, on this child. And, and God, God had a plan. God had a purpose for Moses. And we'll see that uh, later. We've already read it to you. We'll go back over it though. And the Bible said then in verse 11, uh, Moses, the Bible said in those days, Moses was grown and he went out unto his brethren and looked upon their burdens. He went out to see how they were faring and their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way and when he saw there was no man, nobody saw him, and he saw no one, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Moses' true colors was coming out now. His love for his family. He was raised as Pharaoh's daughter, but he was still a Hebrew. He was a Hebrew. And the Bible said he went his way out, of the, second, out the second day, and behold, two men at the Hebrews strove together, and they said to him uh, that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, who made thee a prince or a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you did that uh, Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely the thing is known. Of course, Pharaoh heard of that, heard of it, and sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh dwelt in the land of Midian, sat down by a well. So God's, God's hand was in this the entire, the entire time. God had his hand on Moses. And uh, the Bible goes on uh, further in chapter number three. I want to go to chapter number three here for the sake of time. And the Bible said, now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn now aside and see this great sight and why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Oh, praise God for this. Moses said, I want to see this great sight. I think if I saw a bush on fire, I'd have turned to. But God, God saw that he turned aside. God saw that he, his interest, God saw that he looked and the Lord called his name and he answered him back. And he said, don't come near, draw nigh 
hither. Put off your shoes from your feet. The place that you're standing is holy ground. I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people that are in Egypt. I've heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, masters, and I know their sorrows. Aren't you glad God knows what you're going through today, folks? Aren't you glad God knows exactly what you're facing? He does, just like he knew what the children of Israel was going through. He knows what you're going through. And just like God sent a, del a deliverer to them, God can send deliverance to you. I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, a little too excited here. Let's look at verse 8. The Bible said, the Lord said, And I'm come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of that land unto a good land and to a uh, land, a land flowing with milk and honey and to the place of the Canaanites. Praise God. God said, I have come and I'm going to do this. For them, I'm going to deliver them. Then the Lord said in verse 10, Come therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou will, mayest bring forth my people out of the land of Egypt. Now Moses was, or could have been, a son of Pharaoh, and was, I guess, by spirit of adoption. But he chose, he refused that. He would rather, and chose rather to suffer the afflictions of God's people than to, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And Moses said, who am I that I would go to Pharaoh and bring forth the children of Israel out? And the Lord said, certainly I will be with thee. That was the point, folks. God said, I will be with thee. And he said, that was certain. And it shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou hast brought the people out of Egypt that ye shall serve God in this mountain. And Moses said, Behold, when I am come the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said to Moses, I love this. I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Listen, church, when God says I am or I have or I did, I sent you, that was enough. So Moses believed God's word. We're talking about faith and I could go a lot into this story and preach a whole sermon if I wanted to on this. But I'm only trying to get across to you here that Moses, by faith, when he came to that age, he refused the royalty. He refused the riches. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but rather made a choice. And his choice was this. He would rather suffer with God's people than enjoy the pleasures of sin. And even further, he esteemed the reproach of Christ. That is an amazing statement. He esteemed the reproaches of Christ greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt. 
And the reason he could do that, he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. That's why he could forsake Egypt. That's why he could not fear the wrath of the king. That's why he done that. And not only that, verse number 27 of Hebrews 11 said, and also he saw him who was invisible. Now we're talking about faith and that's, that's a lot of faith to say, I see what's invisible. That is faith. And I've been trying to tell you all these many episodes, you know, that we can call those things that are not as though they were. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And here we see it again over and over and over. He saw him who was invisible. He saw that. That is so powerful. He was willing to be identified with Christ and Christ's people. He was willing to be persecuted just like they were if it took that. Rather than to enjoy momentary pleasures, of course he could have had pleasure. Of course he could have been great in the kingdom, possibly the next Pharaoh. But ultimately, those things that would have only been temporal, those choices he could have made by choosing riches and choosing power was temporal. It only lasted for a little while. But what his choice was to esteem the reproach of Christ's greater riches, that was something that was not temporal, but rather eternal. He was able to make the right choice. I think he made it for these reasons. He was a man of spiritual values, according to verse 26, and he was a man with spiritual vision, according to verse 27. So today, I want to ask you, if faced with a choice, would you choose the riches? Would you choose all of those things? Would you choose the royalty? Or would you choose rather to suffer with the people of God? Would you choose the to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season or a little while? Or would you esteem the reproach of Christ's greater riches for an eternity of living with Jesus in heaven. I hope that you make the right choice. Amen. See him who's invisible. Amen. The right choice is to follow Christ no matter what, even if there is trials, temptations, or suffering. That's the greater choice. Moses, by faith, made that choice. He was in a in a situation unlike many by being in the in that place where he could have had everything, but he still chose Christ. So I want to tell you today, for me, I choose Christ. I'm going to live for him no matter what I have to endure or no matter what blessing comes my way. I love him and I want to choose Christ. That's greater riches. Man, it's been good to be with you today. I've enjoyed this so much. I hope you join us again for our next episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I just want to say God bless you. This is Brother David Miller. We love you in the Lord. Amen. Amen.